Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, March 9th, 2019. And welcome to episode number 146 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. As we get set to talk about, of course, the week that was here in the WCWS Radio Network. The rest of the panel way too tough to handle. Of course, as you know, several of them this evening are getting themselves prepared for an upcoming wrestling Jeopardy matchup on Wrestling Championship Challenge coming up in about less than three hours. So <clears throat> they won't be joining us here. To, won't be joining us here today. <coughs> that was was originally scheduled for last week, but due to certain circumstances beyond our control, we were unable to bring that uh, to bring that match here to you last week. So we're bringing it here to you. Of course, a little bit later on this evening, right here in the radio network. Of course, I'll be talking about what, as I said, what took place in the radio network during the week here, getting ourselves prepared for tomorrow's Fast Lane pay per view. Also, I'll be bringing you, of course, today in wrestling history, plus also some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you care to join us here today for episode 146 of Power Hour, please feel free to give us a call. 1605-562-0444, call ID 141-364-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here uh, this evening on Power Hour. Let's go ahead and get things started with our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, March the 9th. 28 years ago today, which was put in at 1991, on WCW Power Hour, no relation to this show, from Montgomery, Alabama, Steiner Brothers defeated the fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin, to win the NWA World Tag Team titles. 
Steiners actually won the titles back on February the 18th, but it didn't air until this day. This causes a major rift in the space-time continuum, as they, of course, say it said in uh, Back in the Future, and also on Star Trek, I'm sure. At the time of the title win, the Freebirds, Hayes, and Garvin were the recognized tag team champions, but lost them at the tapings, then won the titles from Doom on pay-per-view at Russell War six days later. Translation, the Freebirds lost the titles before they actually won them, meaning they have a title reign of minus six days, and we are being serious about that. As for the Steiners, they will be stripped of the titles on July the 20th when Scott suffers a shoulder injury. Vacancy would not be filled until Clash of the Champions see, 16, Fall Brawl 91 on September the 5th. 23 years ago today, which we put it at uh, 1996, ECW presented Big AWS Extreme Bash Night 2 from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. It's noted for being the final appearance for Mick Cactus Jack Foley for leaving for the WWF. Portions of the event aired on the March 19th and 26th editions of ECW Hardcore TV. JT Smith defeated Axel Rotten. Bad Crew versus El Puerto Ricano and Damian Stone fall to a new contest. The Eliminators defeated Bubba Ray Dudley and Hack Myers to retain the ECW World Tag Team titles. Chris Jericho defeated Taz via DQ. Taz had beaten Jericho, but the decision was reversed when he, when he refused to release to Taz Mission. Ray Jr. defeated Juventud Guerrero 2-1 in the best of three falls match. Post-match, Mysterio powerbombed Guerrero through a table. It turned out to be the final ECW match for both men before leaving for WCW. Cactus Jack defeated Mikey Whipwreck with a pile driver on a chair. Post-match, he said his final words and danced off with Stevie Richards in the Blue Meanie. Mick Foley, the man behind Cactus Jack, had been on record saying that this was his personal favorite moment in his wrestling career. The Pitbulls versus the Bruce Brothers fought to a no contest. Sabu defeated Big Titan. Raven defeated Shane Douglas to retain the ECW world title. And the Gangsters defeated the Sandman and Two Cold Scorpio and the Headhunters in a three-way dance. 18 years ago today, which was put at 2001, ECW officially canceled Living Dangerously 2001 just two days before the show was set to take place. With no TV to promote it, no venue booked for the show, and no tickets to sell, the decision came as no surprise. Some cable outlets offered refunds for pay-per-view orders, while others replayed guilty as charged. The cancellation combined with ECW owner Paul Heyman appearing on WWF programming a few days before, and ECW not running the show since January the 13th, signaled the end of ECW. It becomes official when HHG Corporation, the parent company of ECW, files for bankruptcy a month later. Uh, 17 years ago today, I put it at 2002 in Tokyo, Dan Severn defeated Shinya Hashimoto to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. He would be the last NWA champion of the pre-TNA era. The title would be vacated three months later after Severn failed to defend the title for TNA. Uh, 13 years ago today, which we put it at uh, 2006, WWE releases their entire SmackDown Juniors division, which included Mascarita Sagrada, Zuki, Pequeno Violencia, Octagon Cito, Pirata Morgan, and Super Porky. That's an interesting name. Uh, 11 years ago today, we put it at 2008. TNA presented Destination X from the Norfolk Scope in Norfolk, Virginia. 
Match ratings are provided by Wrestling Observer New Letters Dave Meltzer, as reported in the Internet Wrestling Database. Ratings are out of a possible five stars. In a dark match, Roxy Laveau defeated Angelina Love. The Latin American Exchange, Homicide Hernandez, defeated the Motor City Machine Guns, Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, and also the Rock and Rave Infection, Lance Hoyt and Jimmy Rave, in a three-way match to become the number one contender for, to the TNA World Tag Team titles. This match received three and a half out of five stars. Jay Lethal defeated Petey Williams to retain the X Division title, 3.25 out of five stars. <coughs> Kaz and Eric Young defeated Black Rain and Relic, 2.75 out of 5 stars. Awesome Kong defeated Gail Kim and ODB in a three-way match to retain the TNA Knockouts title, 3.5 out of 5 stars. Curry Man and Shark Boy defeated Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon in a Fish Market Street Fight, 3 out of 5 stars. Robert Roode defeated Booker T in a Stand By Your Man Strat Match, 1.75 out of 5 stars. Rhino defeated James Storm in an Elevation X match, zero out of five stars. And Samoa Joe, Kevin Nash, and Christian Cage defeated the Angle Alliance. Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, and Tomko has received two and a half out of five stars. Ten years ago today, 2009, on Raw from Jacksonville, Florida, JBL defeated CM Punk to win the Intercontinental title. The win made JBL the 10th Grand Slam champion in WWE history, joining in order Shawn Michaels in 97, Triple H, Kane, and Jericho all in 01, Kurt Angle in 02. Of course, he was the first to do it under the original and current formats. Eddie Guerrero, 2004, Edge, RVD, and Booker T all in 2006, and Jeff Hardy in 2008. Since, <coughs> since JBL's win, just four other men have become Grand Slam champions. Christian in 2011, Big Show in The Miz in 2012, and Daniel Bryan in 2015. In January 2017, Chris Jericho completed the current version of the Grand Slam, which is WWE World or Universal title, tag team title, intercontinental title, and United States title. Jericho is also unique in being the only man to win every championship possible under the original Grand Slam format, the WWF slash WWE title, the World Heavyweight title, both versions of the Tag Team titles, the Intercontinental title, the European title, and the Hardcore title. As for JBL, it would be his last championship. 27 days later at WrestleMania 25, Rey Mysterio defeated JBL in just 21 seconds. They claimed the title. Post-match, JBL quit. In reality, he was retiring from wrestling. Seven years ago today, 2012, Jerry Lynn announces that he intends to retire at the end of the year, at the end of it was at the end of 2017, he would not actually retire until the following March to coincide with the 25th anniversary of his professional wrestling debut. Five years ago today, which would put it at 2014, TNA presented Lockdown from the Bank United Center in Miami, Florida. Now, throwback to Lockdown's past, every match on the show was contested in a steel cage. Of note, Kurt Angle was to face Ethan Carter III on the show. But Angle was pulled from the show just two days prior to undergo surgery on a torn MCL. Team Wrestle won. The great Muda, Sonata, and Yasu defeated Team TNA, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, and Chris Saban. 3.25 out of 5 stars. Samuel Shaw defeated Mr. Anderson. The match could only be won by escaping the cage. 1.25 out of 5 stars. Tigre Uno defeated Manic. 
This was Tigre Uno's TNA debut, two and a half out of five stars. Gunner defeated James Storm in a last man standing rules steel cage match, 3.25 out of five. Rhett Madison Rain defeated Gail Kim to retain the TNA knockouts title, three out of five. Magnus defeated Samoa Joe by knockout to retain the TNA World Heavyweight title. The match could only be won by submission or knockout, two out of five stars. Team MVP, MVP, Eddie Edwards, Debbie Richards, and Willow, who I think was another former Jeff Hardy, defeated Team Dixie, Bobby Roode, uh, Robbie E., and Jesse Goddard and Austin Aries in a lethal lockdown match with MVP's team winning. You got 100% control of TNA. The same would have been true for Dixie Carter had her team won the match, as well as Robert Roode getting a minority stake in the company. Bully Ray was the special referee, two and a half out of five stars. Four years ago today, would put it at 2015, WWE announces via press release that superfan Connor McCulloch would possibly receive the Warrior Award at WrestleMania 31. Here was the press release in part. <coughs> Connor McCulloch, a Pittsburgh native, a passionate WWE fan who passed away last year from cancer, will be the first ever recipient of the Warrior Award, which will be now be presented each year at the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. The Warrior Award will be given to someone who has exhibited unwavering strength and perseverance and who lives life with the courage and compassion that embodies the indomitable spirit of WWE Hall of Famer, the Ultimate Warrior. This year, the award will be presented by the Ultimate Warrior's widow, Dana Warrior, and WWE superstar, Daniel Bryan, to Steve McCulloch, Connor's father. Today is a, today is a happy... 40th birthday for Melina Perez, a Los Angeles area born and raised Perez, born in High Desert, California, and raised in Los Angeles. First broke into the entertainment business as a beauty pageant contestant, winning several comp competitions, including Miss Hawaiian Tropic Anaheim and Miss California Belizea Latina. In 2000, Perez began training at Jesse Hernandez's School of Hard Knocks and made her professional wrestling debut in April of 2002. Later that year, she tried out for the third season of WWE reality competition series Tough Enough. She was cut just before landing on the final roster, but was encouraged by Al Snow to pursue a wrestling career. Perez would take the advice, signing with WWE just over a year later in March of 2004. She appeared for WWE's then developmental property, Ohio Valley Wrestling, where she would most famously manage Johnny Nitro and Joy, Joy Mercury. The trio dubbed M. NM would carry over to the main roster when Melina was called up in April 2005. She actually made a couple of cameo appearances on Raw in late 2004. Nitro and Mercury would win the WWE Tag Team titles three times in 2005, with the last of their reigns extended into 2006. After the group's initial split in May of 2006, Melina would manage Johnny Nitro to two reigns as the Intercontinental Champion. Melina, known for her split entrances and primal screams, did well for herself for herself in singles as well. She would win the WWE Women's title three times and the Divas title twice. Her second Divas title win in August 2010 made her the first woman to hold both the Divas and Women's titles more than once. After being released from WWE in August 2011, Melina's mostly been on the independent circuit, wrestling, <coughs> excuse me, 
Wrestling and Managing for Women Superstars Uncensored, Family Wrestling Entertainment, Northeast Wrestling, and World Wrestling Council. She left the business for three years, but returned to the independent circuit in 2015, appearing for Maryland Championship Wrestling, World Wonder Ring Stardom, and Lucha Underground. She officially returned to the ring for English-based promotion Southside Wrestling Entertainment in June 2016. Four months later, she defeated Kaylee Ray for the SWE Women's title. In November, she added the Maryland Championship Wrestling Women's title. Perez, who can speak both English and Spanish fluently, was ranked as number three women's wrestler in the world by Pro Wrestling Illustrated in 2009 in their annual PWI Female 50. Perez is, the, is also the first woman to be inducted into the Empire Wrestling Federation's Hall of Fame. So happy 40th birthday today to Melina here today. Congratulations there indeed. <coughs> and there you have it with our wrestling news, with our wrestling history and birthdays for today. 1605-562-0444, call ID 141364-POUND. This is episode 146 of WCWS Power Hour for Saturday, March 9th, 2019. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw coming at you here right now with the rest of our panel. Way too tough to handle, of course. Majority of them gearing up for what should be a big night tonight. As I mentioned here before, coming up to this evening, Wrestling Championship Challenge, of course, 9 o'clock, 146507 pound. The Iceman, Jared DiGeralmo, will be will be taking on the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie with JD's NWA US National Championship on the line here coming up this evening in a Wrestling Jeopardy showdown. Of course, Fonzie will have the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach in his corner. So we'll, like I said, as we've been talking about here before, <clears throat> as we've said here before, uh, will JD be able to hold on to that title? And of course, after just winning in here not too long ago from the elimination from the elimination chamber uh, event, or will Fonzie be able to swipe that swipe that belt uh, away from JD? We'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have we'll just have to wait and see what happens here, folks. Coming up here. Going up here tonight at nine o'clock, one four six five zero seven pound, or <clears throat> coming up here, of course, like I said, this evening at on Wrestling Championship Challenge. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow afternoon at five o'clock, special edition of WCW US Revolution will be our prediction show for WWE Fastlane 2019. Of course, I will be reviewing all the predictions that we've had made thus far. Uh, and plus, I'll be bringing in my predictions here as well. And of course, we'll be, and of course, we'll give a little bit more insight into, of course, all the matches, which now, as we learned earlier today, there are now officially nine matches, uh, nine matches being added on, uh, that has been added on here. And uh, we'll talk more about that here, of course, here momentarily. <coughs> But of course, of course, also we also we're talking a little bit further about our prediction title challenge that will be taking place with seven people now officially involved in the mix. So we'll definitely be we'll definitely be uh, informed about that. Our live video feed will be from WWS Network News. So be sure to join us here tomorrow night, tomorrow evening at five o'clock for our special edition of Revolution uh, prediction show for Fastlane 2019. 
right here on the WWS Radio Network on TalkShoe.com. All right, folks, let's go ahead and review what we have. Of course, of course, pretty much as we mentioned here before, um, Fastlane pretty much kind of dominated the uh, dominated the wrestling spotlight here this week. Of course, we saw what everything that took place here. Of course, especially on Raw SmackDown, especially of course at the end of Raw, obviously with Raw, obviously the deal involving the Raw Women's Title picture. Uh, of course, the match was made for Fastlane now between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. That if Becky Lynch should beat Charlotte Flair tomorrow night, then Becky Lynch will be added on to the to the match at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Title, making it a triple threat match with her, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey. But of course, if Charlotte Flair wins, then it will remain a one-on-one match between Ronda and Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship. Of course, uh, Ronda. Of course, like I said, we were all under the assumption, of course, that Ronda Rousey had had relinquished the Raw Women's title. But of course, the thing about it is, is that, but of course, like I said, that was not the case. And of course, laid out, of course, ever since the days of CM Punk, and although we have not heard a pipe bomb as loud as the one we heard Monday night from, of course, Ronda Rousey. And let me tell you something, it was a, it was a barn burner of a, of a talk big time, indeed. So, uh, but it, but of course, <clears throat> of course, Put throwing more logs on the fire here, of course, leading up to leading up towards this Sunday's fast lane. Of course, Daniel Bryan on SmackDown had plenty to say here, of course, he's starting his match with Kevin Owens. Uh, but of course, of course, obviously comment about the fact that uh, that Kobe Kingston didn't didn't belong in not didn't didn't actually belong in the in the title hunt. And and he was he was just right there where he belongs and at still acting as arrogant as he possibly could. Of course, still holding that uh, potato bag looking uh, WWE title belt, of course, which, which, like I said, which I hope it does go into another bag. I hope it goes into a garbage bag if Kevin Owens can pull the win off here over Daniel Bryan. But, um, but that's just my personal opinion. But still, just wait and see what happens with that. Uh, uh, of course, also, we did we did have some, uh, some passings that we talked about, including... The late uh, the man known as a, as a, the uh, destroyer, Big Buyer, passed away. Also, of course, uh, the one only King Kong Bundy, who uh, defeated Special Delivery Jones at the very first WrestleMania in, in nine seconds, and also, of course, took Hulk Hogan to the limit in a steel cage match at WrestleMania two. I was known as the Walking Condominium, huge man, a great wrestler, great heel, I should say. Excellent. And like I said, we we uh, sadly, of course, we sadly, of course, lost him <clears throat> as well this week. Um, of course, we also learned, and we did not know him. It was several weeks ago. We did actually, we did also learn that at the age of seventy-three, we lost, of course, a very uh, a tremendous actor. Of course, uh, best, pretty much well known in, in the eighties as, of course, the the pilot of uh, the super helicopter. Airwolf, of course, Jan Michael Vincent. He also was in the movie Hooper alongside the late Burt Reynolds. Uh, passed away at the age of 73 years old. Uh, it was a, a, a real big shame indeed, but of course, we lost a great uh, a great man, a great competitor indeed. I mean, a great uh, entertainment superstar. So a lot of things did take place here. Of course, we had an explosive night last night on Revolution. Where, of course, not only did we have, of course, 
uh, Danny from Oak Park come in and make his predictions here for Fastlane. But also we had a surprise coming in in the form of the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. We had not been able to pop on for quite some time, I'm sure due to weather, illness, and uh, of course family. Uh, a lot of things, of course, really do take precedent. And of course, that is 100% understandable indeed. So, so the bottom line here is uh, excellent. Um, so excellent, Matt, excellent. Uh, all in all, it was a great week here. Of course, we ended on a very explosive note here last night. Uh, and of course, hopefully we'll have some more talk right here whenever we do. Of course, Fastlane will be another, will be once again our big time discussion point, of course, this week, uh, this coming week. Of course, as we talk about it, who will pick up the belts in our prediction title challenge. Plus, also, we'll talk about some of the Matt, of course, but I'll go through this during our promo tomorrow night. But of course, you know, we'll talk, we will talk about some of the matches from the associated with Raw on, uh, to Tuesday, on Tuesday's edition of Revolution. And on Wednesday's edition of Revolution, we'll talk about the matches related to SmackDown. So that'll be a pretty interesting matchup here indeed. Um, and it'll be a pretty interesting uh, evening there as well. <coughs> uh, excuse me there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so all in all, folks, like I said, very, very big time evening and, and uh, a very big time week, I should say, of course. Uh, of course, Wrestling Revisited. Uh, Wrestling debate, uh, Raw Radio. We had a lot of big time talking, indeed. So it was. Uh, so all in all, it was like I said, a very big time week, indeed. And so, like I said, we hope to have more and more, of course, coming up here this coming week as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get you a few few stories. Uh, coming from our friends at 411 Mania here today. Let's see what we have. Let's see what we have, of course, on the on the burner here. Of course, a lot I'm sure we'll have to be we'll have to do with Vaseline. Uh, um, let's see what we have right here, of course, on. on here tonight for our uh, for our I said wrestling news tidbits right here. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and say this as we always do. We do thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, including like I said, Power Hour, Revolution, Wolfpack, uh, Outside the Ropes, Raw Radio, and others. Our our first story tonight. <clears throat> Comes to us from Jeffrey Harris here as Jerry Lawler comments on Jim Ross leaving WWE again and hints at also possibly not hosting the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Jerry Lawler released the latest episode of his Dinner with the King podcast. During the show, Lawler commented on the news that this week that Jim Ross is once again parting ways with WWE. He also hinted at not hosting this year's WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. Here are some highlights and, of course, there's some clips on, on here on this page as well if you want to listen to what Jerry Lawler has to say here. 
Lawler on Jim Ross leaving again. He says, well, I would say I'm sad, but I spoke with JR before the announcement. I spoke with JR the day before yesterday at length. He told me what, 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 what on behind the scenes and who he spoke with on the telephone. He actually told me about the conversation that he had with Vince. The cool thing, the reason it's not sad, <clears throat> sorry about that, is because as far as JR is, con as far as JR is concerned, he's going to be going on to bigger and better things. When I say bigger and better, I mean probably more money than he's ever made before in his life. So that's a good thing for JR. Jerry Lawler on how JR wanted to do more WWE before this exit. Lawler says, that was part of the thing when JR spoke to Vince. He told Vince, man, I want to do more. I so feel like I can be productive, which he certainly can. And if you look at JR's situation, he's kind of there by himself. Now that sadly his wife, Jan, has passed on, I don't think it's healthy. I think that he'd be the first one to admit it. You don't want to just sit around the house and have nothing to do for long periods of time. He wants to be out there. He wants to be productive and do some work. So that's going to be a good thing for him. Jerry Lawler on this year's WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. Well, he may be looking to me for tickets to the, <coughs> to the Hall of Fame. And I may not be at the Hall of Fame this year. I don't know. And he also laughed a little bit about it. They may be going in a different direction. Who knows? I'm not supposed to be the one with the kid out of the bag. Not officially, I have not. And of course, like I said, there's some some stuff to look, some sit snippets of things if you like to look at on this page right here. Sorry about that, here, folks. Uh, Jeffrey Harris brings us this story here. Once again, of course, we see our old friend Enzo Amore back in the news here. As apparently Enzo Amore slams Simon Gotch, share a story, share a story of burying Gotch during promo class. Hmm. Title Match Wrestling recently interviewed former WWE superstar Enzo Amore, a.k.a. Enzo, of course, Enzo, who responded to some past comments against him made by former WWE superstar Simon Gotch, also known as Simon Grimm. Below are some highlights from Enzo Amore discussing Simon Gotch transcript via Andrew Thompson and Fightful. You can check out, of course, the video clip of Enzo talking about Gotch right here on this page. Enzo Amore on Simon Gotch. He says, let's get one thing out of the way here. No, it's not an elephant in the room in, the room in my world. I won't even say his name until I get to the punchline. So let me tell you about a particular guy and his partner, Aiden English, who, by the way, I had my trial with Aiden English and the guy signed at the same time, so I love Aiden. Worked so many matches with those guys. There was a guy that you just mentioned who's wrestled for 10 years, <clears throat> 12 years, and wants this thing so bad. And I'm sorry, kid, it's not going to be that easy when you got Enzo and Cass around, bro. So one day we do promo class. We, you get up there and cut a promo, but at this, at this point in the statue of NXT, we got a television brand that's now starting to pick up steam. Michael Cole and Dusty Rhodes and other people who sit in the hierarchy of production and com commentating and our producers are sitting at the table every Wednesday before we do tapings on Thursday in NXT. And what you say at that table could get you booked on TV tomorrow. For some people, you could get a debut, could get you a debut or could get you looked at. So those opportunities were huge for people. Simon Gotch, here's his name. Aiden English pops up. Being cast, have yet to do our promo. The big wigs are hanging out that night. We got TV tapings the next day. I look at this guy and he's in the and he, he's in his ring gear. 
and he's standing in the back of the room, and I go, oh, heck no, Cass. We got to change our promo, bro. <clears throat> we can't let that happen. Cass goes, well, what do you want to say? I like Varian. So I go up there, me and Big Cass are buzzing about Aiden English and Simon Gotch, and I say, you guys want to know something about Simon Gotch? I'll tell you something about Simon Gotch. Simon Gotch has got a pair of, I think he's trying to say boobs, like a 65-year-old woman. How you doing? At this point in the room, huge pop. They all turn around. Simon Gotch has his Andre the Giant singlet on and his little B-I-T-C-H boobs hanging over top of it, and he makes the mistake of picking it up and putting it over. Double pop, so Simon Gotch's or like a, you know what, or like a 65-year-old woman that puts it back into his signal, into his outfit. Forget it. Kid died in his mind right there, and I got the biggest pop of the night in promo class. And it right there for me, clearly going down the line now, we see that the reminiscence of those words having hung heavy in the in the, in the booby of Simon Gotch. He's wearing it right here in, the, in his effing heart, and I see – the you know what in his heart whenever he opens his mouth and mentions my name because that's the only time anybody gives a f about what he's saying. Emma Enzo Mori on, on what he on what he would do if he found out Gosh Gosh pushed him harder on purpose. Enzo says I gave him the luxury of saying his freaking name for the first time ever in an interview and now ended there because I have no ill will towards a guy unless he ever comes out and says that he knocked me out on purpose because he's just. Because let's just f and be clear. That guy hates me, and I, I don't. And I don't have hate. I don't have a bone of hate in my body. I don't have thuggish, ruggish, bitch bone in my body either. So if I ever found out that he pushed me harder on purpose, and that's what caused the injury, I ran that spot a hundred times with A in English, and he'll tell you about it. And I would just do a six one nine out of the ring, and it'll never land land the same, and it looked terrible. So, so if I baseball slide out the bottom of the ropes, I catch my elbow underneath the ropes, and then right when I start to rotate, I let go, and then I just spill to the floor, and you can hear a pin drop. It looks disgusting. I've done it 100 times on live events with Aiden English. Never one time in my life did it with Simon Gotch. First time I ever did it with him, I ended up in a hospital. And if I ever found out that Simon Gotch did that stuff on purpose, he came out and said, that, how you doing? So... And looking at a picture of Enzo Moore right now, folks, he does look kind of, uh, my goodness. <laughs> Next story we have here from Jeffrey Harris. Elias was rumored to have been up for an IC title run. According to an online rumor tweeted out yesterday by the WrestleVotes Twitter account, there was apparently a plan for Elias to win the IC title that that appears to have been abandoned or scrapped by WWE. Here's the, the tweet on the subject on the WrestleVotes account right here. Previously, Elias was feuding with former IC champion Lashley a while back. However, after Lashley won the belt, he began to feud with Finn Balor, who eventually won the title from Lashley by defeating Leo Rush in a handicap match. The Drifter has yet to win the WWE title since he joined the company. Uh... Uh, at 11.56 a.m., of course, uh, someone named at Ben Mick 34 on Snap uh, said said that replying to what Russell Vogt said, anyone they almost put a bet on that we wouldn't expect 
And and Wrestlebook said a belt. Well, yeah, it was Elias. It was, I, I just put the IC title a few months ago. So. Three more, three more stories we'll bring you right here, folks, when we cut out for the evening. Chris Jericho responds to controversial Ronda Rousey comments, the story by Jeffrey Harris. Former WWE superstar and current AEW signee Chris Jericho has weighed in on the controversial shout comments on Ronda Rousey that have the whole wrestling industry and internet wrestling community in an uproar. Here's the comments that Jericho tweeted out right here. Jericho tweeted out, Makes me smirk when wrestling fans and crazy get up and arm about something the performer says or does. This is show business, nothing more, nothing less. So when an action or promo elicits a reaction that connects with an audience, it's successful. Sit back and enjoy the ride, kids. This was said at 2.25 p.m. this afternoon. And by the way, folks, just a small advertisement I'm reading here. A live-action version of the Disney classic Dumbo is scheduled to hit theaters on March the 29th. So, so for those of you who were fans of Dumbo back in the day, <clears throat> uh, we look forward to that towards right there at the end of March. Ashish brings us this story right here about Triple H responding to a question about WWE having well-funded competition for first time in a while. During a panel titled The Women's Evolution of WWE and Beyond at SXSW featuring Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Charlotte Flair, which, of course, Fall of the Mania was on hand for, here's the, and the full report is on, there's a link to the full report if you want to read it. Triple H was asked by WWE having well-funded competition for the first time in a while, a likely reference to AEW. He started his response by joking that the fan must be, must be asking about the XFL competing with the NFL. Then said broadly that WWE comp- competes with everything. Triple H says, you you talking about the XFL or the NFL? I think the XFL has a pretty good shot at it. I don't know. There's always competition. We compete against everything. The truth is you're in the entertainment business or in the sports business or the news business. It's all entertainment, right? And you're fighting for eyeballs and people's time. It's the most valuable thing that any, anybody has in this world. It's not money. It's not possessions, it's time. We all have a limited amount of it. Everyone everyone in here is going to die. Stephanie didn't joke, we're really ending on a positive note. Triple H picked back up. Go to another positive panel after this one. That's what you do with the time between now and then, right? So, uh, so uh, I don't even remember what the question was. Yeah, we fight against everything. We fight against sleep. We fight against the internet. We fight against people playing video games. I mean, it's 24-7, but... 24-7, there's always something out there that competes for time. Triple H and Charlotte Flair also talked about intergender wrestling. Of course, there's a link to it right here if you want to check that out as well. <clears throat> More story here. Jeffrey Harris brings us a story right here as Hulk Hogan is hoping to have an active role in WWE. Tampa Bay Times spoke with WWE Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan while he was in the city for the recent WrestleMania 36 press conference. The event is being held in Tampa Bay, Bay Florida in April of 2020. Hogan says, said he wanted an active role with WWE. When asked about his future with WWE, Hogan stated the following. 
I'm not really sure. I can't wrestle anymore because of nine back surgeries, two fake knees, two fake hips. I've had 17 surgeries in the last 10 years. I kind of missed the memo on the fake part of wrestling. Vince McMahon has his master plan. I don't mind being the hood ornament. I don't mind being the fake roof of the promotion. But Vince is putting together a whole new thing. I still feel like I'm 20 in my head. <clears throat> but my body's telling me, easy, brother. I'm not sure what the title is, but hopefully really soon I'll be back and really, really active. WWE really reinstated Hulk Hogan into the, into the Hall of Fame in July of 2018. It was retroactively called a three-year suspension due to racist remarks he made during a rant that was leaked online. Uh, anything else to talk about here? No, I think I think that's all we got pretty much here for the for the day, folks. So on that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I do thank you very much for listening tonight to episode 146 of WWS Power Hour. <clears throat> uh, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here. Be sure to join us coming up in about uh, two hours for our additional wrestling championship challenge as the Iceman will be bringing the NWA US national championship through the field. And of course, like I said, take it on the heartbreak kids, Ponzi, and what should be a really big time epic wrestling jeopardy matchup. Of course, the Empress and Marie Rickenbach will be of course in Fonzie's corner. Will J, like I said, will JD be able to hold on to that title or will Fonzie be able to snatch it away from him? We'll find that out here tonight. 146507-POUND for our next edition of Wrestling Championship Challenge. Also, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I did want to mention one quick thing here. Uh, still need to get this 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 last-minute prediction up and running. We did originally state that there were eight matches that are going to be up at Fastlane tomorrow night. But earlier this afternoon, of course, reading a little reading in, reading into, uh, uh, reading in, uh, checking out Wikipedia, there has officially been a ninth match added on to the card for tonight. And that match is the new day in the form of Big E and Xavier Woods taking on the duo of Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, out of the, our seven folks that have, that have are taken part in our, in our, of course, uh, prediction title challenge, four out of the seven has responded to this. And I will say that in the four, out of the four that responded, Michelle and Bobby and Danny have said that the New Day will defeat Rusev and Nakamura in this. Hopefully tonight we'll get to hear from at least JD and Fonzie, and we'll still need to try to get John's thoughts about this match as well. So just be sure to listen in on that here, coming up here tonight, as we, of course, will <clears throat> keep you up to date with, of course, like I said, now with the official being nine matches, um, and nine matches here for tomorrow night's event. I can point out that this matchup was just added is another pre-show match. So you have two pre-show matches and seven actual matches for the event. So definitely keep that in mind as well. On that note here, folks, I do want to thank everyone for listening in here today for Power Hour episode 146. And we'll be back on, like I said, later on with Wrestling Championship Challenge at 9. And then I'll be back on once again for the special edition Revolution at 5 o'clock. Our prediction show for Fastlane 2019. I'll be bringing us. I'll be bringing you my thoughts and opinions on the event, <clears throat> giving some insight on some of the matches that are going to take place, and 
And then, of course, like I said, uh, during our weekly promo tomorrow night, I will be, of course, mention, I'll be mentioning to you what we have so far. Updates, of course, on what uh, how Fastlane has has uh, has happened here so far. And we'll keep everybody informed of that here. <clears throat> Hopefully, here here during sometime between, like I said, today and tomorrow, of course, and as to of course how Fastlane will pan out. So, thank you very much for listening here, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be back on, like I said, here in about less than two hours. Power Power Hour. Power Hour episode 146 is a broadcast of the WWUS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring and also on the red carpet. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. And we'll talk at you here. Have a good weekend for those of you who don't come on our shows tonight. But uh, we'll, be, we'll be glad to hear from you here, hopefully here really, really soon. This has been the WWS Radio Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.